The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you along for the ride. And of course, we are very happy to be working alongside our producer. His name is Nathan Miller. He does a great job and he makes sure we stay in our lane. Today, we're going to be celebrating the season. And there are a few places in this world better for the for witnessing the joy of spring, in a way, the rites of spring than when you go to, or if you live nearby, many people make a pilgrimage to Skagit Valley in beautiful Western Washington, north of Seattle, and particularly the small town of LaConnor, Washington. In the month of April, the town annually hosts the majority of the Skagit Valley Tulip Festival events. The center of town, the locals call it the Hill, and that's roughly bounded by 2nd, Morris, and Commercial Streets, as well as the Swinomish Channel, is itself an historic district that's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And of all the places to go for the beauty of flowers, the tulips, that just, the gorgeous backdrop of the mountains, it's just a fantastic place at Easter time around Passover. People love to go there. Well, of course, we're going to send one of our very favorite correspondents, Matt Shea, to go check it out. He'd been there recently, and he decided to go back specific for this episode, an opportunity to update us on all that you can find when you make the trek to LaConnor and to Skagit Valley. We're going to get into all of that in great detail because Matt is a wonderful reporter, and we look forward to talking to him again on the other side of this short break. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and alert drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert drops will stop it. What is alert drops? Alert drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, alert drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving whether you're studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get alert drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertdrops.com. Very important. Go to alertdrops.com and stay safe. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m. right here on KKNW. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Matt Shea, frequent guest on Trip Talk, though I think that sells the man short because he's a wonderful friend of our show and an excellent correspondent, is the author of nine or ten books by now. I've lost track. He is a prolific author. Matt is greatly inspired by the legacy of Andy Griffith. Yes, he be down home, Matt Shea is, and he focuses his own work on the common folk of which small towns like Mayberry or LaConnor, Washington are made. Once again, we have Matt Shea. Matt, it's great to see you in the studio. Thank you, Gary. Happy Easter and a happy Passover to you and everyone. As we 
look at those flowers and I've seen them exactly one time. I lived for 21 years in Seattle. Had I been through the area numerous times, but to actually see those gorgeous flowers, a sea of color is an extraordinary thing. And now I'm kicking myself because I didn't get up there more often, but you go there often enough. Laconer, Skagit Valley, the Tulip Festival, all the venues, and there are a couple of prime ones for sure. Plus, just being in the middle of all that Western Washington history north of Seattle, you have done all of that, Matt. And I wanted to turn this opportunity over to you so you could tell us what you have found most recently so we can get people fired up for making a trip of their own. I love Skagit County. They have over 1,000 farms. And believe me, they have the world's most beautiful tulips, in my opinion. We have the Skagit Tulip Festival, which started in 1984. And initially, it was just meant to be a three-day show. They had thousands upon thousands show up. And the following year, bigger players jumped in. Farms were now leasing their land and helping out with the tulip show. So it's now the entire month of April, from April 1st to April 30th. We have a phone number here for the Tulip Festival office. It is 360-428-5959. And we also have Bloom information. That is tulips.com Bloom map, just to check up on the weather and other things a person should know, updated information. Well, thank you for that, Matt. That gets us started. When it comes to visiting, when making a trip from any point on the globe, you get yourself to Seattle, head north, or if you're up north of there in the Bellingham area, Everett and whatnot, well, that's pretty easy getting there to Skagit Valley. The Tulip Festival would already be famously known to you. What is it that now that the COVID restrictions have subsided, they may be virtually non-existent in that area as far as tourism goes. What is it that is available now in 2022? Last year, I thought maybe it was a bit restricted, but this year it just seems like they're fully open for business. I do not see any restrictions whatsoever. I visited Tulip Town the other day, and Tulip Town is in Mount Vernon, as are the other displays, right next door to LeConnor. And their number is 360-426-8152. Now, to get to all of these displays, we're on I-5. You simply take exit 230 to get on Highway 20, traveling west. And then about two traffic lights later, there you are at Avon Allen Road. You take a left. When you go down that street, you see one of many historical churches. They have a United Methodist there from 1884. Yes, the doors are open. I stepped inside. The people were wonderful. The stained glass, the art ceiling, that is the 1800s. That is Skagit's heritage alive and well. But anyway, we continue. We take a right on Bennett. We take a right on State Route 536, a left on Bradshaw Road, and on the left is Tulip Town. Now, Tulip Town was amazing. And when they found out I was doing a show with you, Gary, they gave me a free pass and they would not let me pay. Everybody came up giving information. Do they ever have a restaurant there? They have local crafted wines and beers. They have a gift shop that has preserves. They have homemade barbecue sauces. 
They have artwork and everything. Amazing. The tulips are beautiful. You will see old vintage vehicles rusted out from the 1920s, 30s, 40s that are now beautiful tulip beds. Farm equipment as well. Old wagons that look like it was from the little house on the prairie. These are authentic, beautiful tulip displays all around them. They have ponds, but they also have something very special. They have sort of a hayride of their own pulled by nothing else but a tractor. And even though the hay isn't there, the benches are. They drive you around their main tulip pasture, the main one. It is beautiful. Parking is free. They're greatly accommodating. It is fun there. A lot of benches there. People sit down taking pictures. What a day just at one of those places. You had me at parking is free. That just sounds beautiful, Matt. So having made this tour, let us go along. This is a bit of a travel log here at this point. You went there. Did you take your daughter with you? No, I did not. She has been up to the Skagit many, many times, but this was just me by myself. I'm fortunate. I live within 40 minutes of it. Uh, it's a routine for me throughout the week to hit any country road with my cup of coffee, and there I am. Now, we also have Garden Rosalind. And again, there we are, exit 230 off the freeway, west on Highway 20. We take the left at Avon Allen Road. We take a right at McLean, a left at Calm, and then a right at John Quest Road. And there it is. Throughout these roads, they have signs that say Tulip Right. Tu- tulip Route, excuse me. So you can't get lost, but they have many, many fields where they don't sell tickets where you could just park alongside of the road and just take it all in. At this one here, the Guarded Roseland, they have their ponds there. They have their concession stand. They have a lot of wildlife there. They have a lot of geese there. I thought that was a nice dimension to it. And, of course, the rolling hills and how they plant their beautiful tulips and the designs they have. All, every color you could imagine is there. It's a beautiful place. But the headliner is Ruslan Gard, and that is spelled R-O-O-Z-E-N-G-A-A-R-D-E. They opened themselves in 1985 that made this tulip extravagant more than just a three-day. Because of their involvement, it became the entire month. Now, a little history, William Ruslan immigrated from Holland to the Skagit Valley in 1947. He was from a family that since the early 1700s were growing tulips in Holland. He carried the tradition over here. He now has many, many acres, and here is something I'm proud of. I looked up on a list today, Worldwide Tulip Festivals, and the list came out, the top 10 in the world, This included Turkey, Japan, Canada, India. The Skagit Valley Tulip Festival was rated number one on that list for tulip festivals. Isn't that great? That is the entire world pointing at the Skagit. Yes, exactly. And when it comes to the atmosphere, and this is one of the things I wanted to really hone in on, Matt. You know, if you go to a county fair... There are many things available. You might have rides. You have some 
shall we say, exotic foods like a deep fried Twinkie, and perhaps there are paramedics standing by when you consume those, I'm not sure, <laughs> but all kinds of neat things that are what you would expect at a county fair. What is the atmosphere? We know about the beautiful environment, but what do the city fathers and mothers seek to create to become such a magnet for people beyond the beauty of the, the florid arrangement and the whole atmosphere? Yes, you have the tulips. What else is going on? Before I was in the studio today, I called a phone number to the Washington Bulb Company, which is right next door to the Ruslan Grant. And a wonderful woman by the name of Jessica, her and Anna seemed to control the phones there, gave me all the information a guy like me could use, and then some. They even gave some tips. They have a fabulous restaurant, a concession stand, I want to call it a restaurant, called Max Bell's. They have hamburgers, hot dogs, homemade fudge, homemade ice cream, you name it. But they also allow the American family to bring their own picnic baskets. You can't set up a barbecue, but they have lots of benches and picnic tables. You can picnic it. That's saying a lot about this place. Now, there's a universal law within the three places. They do not want drones. That kind of ruins it for everyone. Do that another day, but not now. And also, we love pets, but please do not bring your dog because naturally it's going to charge through those tulips just the way I would if I wasn't watching. (laughs) The place is incredible. More phone numbers. Leo Rusin, his number is 360-424-5533 or leo at wabulb.com, and then there's an 800 number, 866-488-5477. And a little bit of trivia, even though the Max Bells is only open for the month of April for the festival, Rusin Guard is open year-round, because even though tulips only blossom once a year, they have irises there, they have daffodils, many, many other plants, and hey, it's a farm, thousands of acres to look at. Year-round, you could go to their front gates and get in. And thank goodness for that. When it comes to the surrounding area, before I get to that, though, I guess I should ask you, do you detect notes of friendly competition there? Because it seems to me, Matt, that if I had a tulip orchard, I would want to have the best one in the same way that 4-H club members compete with each other, which is great for the presentation of what you have to offer because that competition drives everybody's ambition. They want to be the best. They want to outdo each other. And the people who come in, the customers, the tourists benefit from all of that. Do you see signs of that where people who've been there doing this a long time have innovations or different ways of trying to be the best with the most tourists during this special time of year? Well, Ruslan Guard, hands down, is the big feature. This is their Disneyland this time of year. And even though the other two are fabulous, this one's in a class of its own. It is just so well-crafted. Each one is hand-planted, and they have over a million bulbs to look at. They have acres and acres of tulips, but the same could be said about daffodils and other plants. And when I look at these rolling hills 
and the multi-colors. It reminds me of the Christmas shows we do, how the Christmas lights are everywhere, going to the contour of the ground. It's the same thing here. I would see paths going through the wooded area that reminded me of the yellow brick road, and a dog would certainly charge it. And again, the kid and me, I want to, but stay on the path. It's that type of beauty, multicolored. But to answer the question, whichever one I went to, they spoke favorably, reminding all to see the other two as well. There is quite a fellowship at this community. And again, we have the signs, and then we have other farms and pastures that are not selling tickets, but you could park alongside. The other day, I've seen at least hundreds doing that between other displays, right in the middle of the field. In fact, I sent you pictures of them, and that's what the Skagit is this time of year. It's a lot of harmony, but they also have stands here, homemade wines, uh, local fish caught, shellfish, their own hot sauces. They have everything homemade. They have soap made out of tulips. I never realized that before. Wow. All homegrown, and they have art shows, art displays, just amazing. They have posters. They have commemorative mugs that have pictures of the valley. And we have Mount Baker just in the background. It's hard not to get a picture that doesn't have a cow or a mountain behind it. And what a close-knit community in this beautiful part of Western Washington. You indicated that they tell people, go and see our neighbors and what they have to present. That's exactly what you would hope for. And all of this, Matt, is set in a historical location where LaConnor itself, I checked this out before we started the show, I'm not sure even today if they have a 1,000 residents there, but it's about a 1,000. And so you're talking about something that's, that's a mini Mayberry, if you will, and yet they're able to project this wholesome image that attracts people from around the world. That's an extraordinary achievement. Well, this valley as a whole, Skagit, has a lot of little towns next to it and a couple of, I would call, small cities, and Laconner fitting right in there. And in Laconner, they have the waterfront where the buildings go back to the mid-1800s. They're still functionable. They've been refurbished a bit, but they haven't changed. And they have kind of a fish and chips contest there. There's more than one place that has could lay claim saying that we're the best fish and chips. I'd have to toss a coin, but I love my fish and chips. I love my mm-hmm. chowder. You will find that on both sides of the street on their boardwalk. What is the relationship of a town like Laconner and that area to the adjacent water? I mean, it's a waterland community in its own right. That is water. I believe it's Swinomish. And it will take you out to the Sound, to the Strait of Juan de Fuca, because they have sailboats moored there who came from all over the world and knew that inlet, that passage. And there they are at Laconner, USA. Also, they have quite a museum there because the Peace Arch at the Canadian border holds a piece of the Mayflower. And when they were repairing that Peace Arch, LaConnor had the honor of holding that in their museum for a while. A piece of the Mayflower in that museum. Isn't that amazing? It it has since gone back to the monument in Canada. Yes, I can understand that. And so far removed, 
from the original landing spot for them to get their hands on it. There's got to be a story there too, I'm sure. Well, there is because the ship was eventually purchased by someone and they made a barn out of it in England called the Mayflower Barn. And so when America caught wind, we bought pieces off of it so that our borders to the north and south could have a piece of the Mayflower on it. Well, thank you for that explanation. That's something I hadn't heard before, Matt. Let's talk in terms of what it might be like to visit, whether it's in season, out of season, to go there and see the history. The place is in the National Historic Registry, so it must have a lot of architecture to offer. You know, I've gone to places uh, there in New England, I'm thinking of right now, but various places around the country where some of the most impressive buildings and oft visited are the churches. Gary, last year, the Skagit had a calendar to honor their churches, and they have more than 12 that are worth that, you know, to be honored. But it was so beautiful there. Now, one of the churches is in a neighboring town called Conway. And this is an 1896 Lutheran church, alive and well, services. And you bet I got a phone number, 360-445-4396. The one off of Avon Road, that's 1884, Skagit County's oldest church. In fact, it used to be right off the Skagit River, but in the 1930s, they played it safe and moved it because they're known to flood. This United Methodist Church, their number is 360-424-3070. And when I passed by it the other day, their doors were open. Come on in. I met the most wonderful people, the stained glass, everything. The heritage is alive and well, but it hasn't been changed. That is good news in itself. Um, You know, I'm curious about some surrounding towns. For example, if you were going to go and make a weekend of it, as many people do, would you find yourself drawn to some areas like Mount Vernon, for example? I know it's a great place to get breakfast because I hope it's still there, but there was a wonderful cafe there, an elegant one with very friendly service called the Calico Cupboard. And I enjoyed that a lot. I don't know if it's still there or not, but next time I'm in that area, I'm going to be looking for it. Just these these special little places that you get to by going away from where you are, you know? I've had breakfast at the Calico Cupboard, and that is next door in Anacortes because it's still part of the county, the Skagit County. That The Calico Cupboard was amazing there. I would, boy, that is so hard to say. I like following Highway 20 over Deception Pass, because you see the San Juan Islands, that high bridge, so many famous pictures taken of it. And then I also like going to La Conner, as we mentioned earlier. I love staying at a hotel that was there years before my grandparents were born, my kind of place. Oh, no doubt. One of the things I like about Laconner as well is that there is a village atmosphere. If you like the shops, if you like antiquing, You can go there and experience it, and you will find friendly, helpful people, as my wife Suzanne and I did when we were there. It was a great place to visit, and if the weather is favorable, you just get out and walk it. It's easy to do. It is, but they also have a famous furniture shop of handcrafted benches, tables, whatever you want. And often, it takes a proprietor over a year to make a rocking chair. He's known. 
The furniture is just beautiful there. And again, handcrafted. You'll never see anything like it in the world. But they have it at that shop. And then, of course, they have their other antique shops. They have the lanterns. I like those old Tiffany lamps that are go back 200 years. They have yes. them. Wonderful. Also, great old magazine collections. But I just like to stick my nose in those boxes and see what little jewels I can come up they with. They have a shop it's, there with old magazines, life yeah. magazines, you name it. Old advertisements. And again, going back a good century and further. Yes, I bought a couple of those Life magazines when I was there about, uh, was it four years ago? Great place to visit. Now, we're, in terms of time, we're, uh, as this is being broadcast, it is the middle of April. April is tax day on, in uh, 2022. Between now and the end of April, the festival will be open daily, essentially from day to day, what it is that you saw? Yes, it will, but this is a little ambiguous. They say we have to have Mother Nature call it. The tulips arrive before April, and they're still there after April. But the month of April, that's sort of the high point. And so you could still travel these roads, and again, you could still go to one of those displays. There are going to be tulips around for quite a while, long after April. Fantastic. We're getting ready to wrap up, but I don't want to leave, Matt, without offering you the opportunity to discuss, what is it, your ninth or tenth book now? You are a prolific guy. Well, this is my ninth paperback, and I believe my 14th ebook. but it's wow. called The Cabin in the Woods and Other Short Stories, and these are my small-town USA stories where the common man rises to the occasion, and nobody gets rich or goes to prison. We just kind of look at each other and, hey, it's good that we're together and just keep being the who that you are. That's the message. You carry Mayberry in your heart, and that's one of the great things about you, Matt. It makes you a very approachable, friendly man, and you get around a lot. That's one of the reasons, just one, why we like to have you come back time and again, which we will do once more sometime in the near future. Matt Shea, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Gary, and American Road Trip. Happy Easter, happy Passover, everyone. Thank you for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.